What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're going to be doing an episode about avoiding overspending and the whole de-influencing movement that's been happening the past few months. If you are like me and you uh, end up watching a lot of videos, whether it's on YouTube or TikTok, of influencers going, oh my God, this product changed my life. Oh my God, you have to go out and buy this. It can feel really overwhelming. And companies are pumping out products constantly. And there's been a movement lately where it's people showing products that they felt pressured online to buy and actually was a purchase that they regretted. So Delaney and I today are going to go through a list of some things that we wish we hadn't purchased, maybe try to help you guys save some money and avoid the pitfalls and mistakes that we made. And just talk about, I think as you and I have both gotten older, Delaney, how our money spending mind shift has, um, has changed. Absolutely. And full disclosure, I heard about this shit yesterday from Kelsey. So if you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is de-influencing? Somebody yeah. who has been off of social media for years now. I didn't know this was a trending thing at the moment. Um, and so my perspective might be very different, which I think is is great. We'll have yeah. a, a nice balance in this episode of um, yeah, purchasing products and how you know where where we hear about them and what we do. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about uh, this topic. Me too. And by the way, I think I just said my how my mind shift has changed. I meant how I meant to say how my mindset <laughs> has shifted. <laughs> my Wait, mind shift. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, well, <laughs> this this episode is coming out on April seventeenth, so that means that I'm going to be in Rosemont and Chicago this week, which I can't wait for. Zanies in Chicago is such an incredible place. And then I will be in Denver at another one of my absolute favorite comedy clubs in the country, Denver Comedy Works, uh, the next week on April 28th through the 30th. That's where I shot my special. It's where I recorded my album, 
years before that. It's just, it's just such a great spot. So, um, and then in May I will be in Salt Lake city and Uncasville and then tons of other tour dates, uh, which are all at kelseycook.com to get those tickets. And my special, the hustler is out on YouTube, you guys. So please yeah. go watch it. Um, the day right now that Delaney and I are recording is when it's actually going out on YouTube. But by the time you guys hear this, it will have been out for over a month. And I'm just hoping that people are loving it. Please share it with a friend. It would mean so much to me if you guys can help spread the word about it because it's on YouTube. So it really does have the opportunity to like get seen by everybody. You know, it's, that's the nature of YouTube. So let's yes. spread the word if we can. I would really appreciate that. Hell yeah. I love it. Congrats, Kels. Very Thank exciting you. news. Um, hey, if you are a mental health or wellness professional and you are growing a business and all that jazz, feel free to come over to DelaneyFisher.com. I have a podcast over there called the Minimalist Business Podcast. And um, something very interesting has happened recently in my like community over there. I actually surveyed my email list and um, turns out a lot of people are interested in career consulting with me and like that career coaching space, which I was um, surprised by because I've been in the business consulting space for years now. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm just kind of like considering some maybe new things that I might offer over there. So even if you do not fit the criteria uh, of a you know mental health or wellness professional, um, would love to have you over there because there might be some new things popping up as I as I consider you know what a lot of people are interested in receiving from me. So yeah, deladyfisher.com. Cool. Yeah, I'm like you know this is very interesting. It was like. It was like career consulting, podcast consulting, business consulting was like number three. And I was like, that's my whole thing. Oh, funny. <laughs> it was really funny. So like, yeah, sometimes like you're going down a path that, you know, you feel like is being co-created and then you actually do something different and you get some new feedback. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm at a weird point in, uh, in my career where I'm, I'm thinking about what's next for me. So nice. come and join me as I sift through the dumpster that is my mar my mind my marbs <laughs> I was just like my marbles my god between between mind shift <laughs> and marbles oh my god fuck we haven't recorded an episode in a couple weeks and we were just talking about like we are real mush mouthy today there's yeah, gonna be rusty. yeah 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 but we're here we're excited I'm excited about this topic because. I'm just feeling, so I used to be somebody who didn't get very excited at the thought of saving money. I just mm -hmm. had not a great financial mindset in my 20s where it was almost like, well, what am I even going to do with money that I'm saving? It's, I felt like money was meant to be spent. I almost wasn't comfortable having a savings account. Do you know what I mean? It was oh, like, yeah. I don't know what that is. If I, I'm not ex exactly sure why I felt that way. But uh, I, I used to just spend money, I think, a little bit more recklessly. And now I've, it's become a mission for me of like, oh my God, how, how much money can I save? How yeah. many things can I not buy that are being pushed at me? And like you said in the beginning of the episode, Delaney, you are not on social media anymore. So right. I'm curious for you, where do you feel pressured to buy things from? Do, is it from friends sending you recommendations in text or on the phone? Is it that you're like 
driving down the street and you see a billboard for something? How do you get influenced, if at all? Yeah, this was so interesting to think about because, yeah, I'm not on social media. I'm not seeing those ads. I'm not like a YouTube person. The way that I like the content that I consume, I listen to podcasts and like audiobooks. And when I, when we watch TV, we, we usually have the streaming service that doesn't have any ads. So okay. I'm, th- I've been thinking like, what is the last ad that I saw that compelled oh. me to do something? And I truly could not think of one. I, I've been racking my brain. Like when's the last time I saw something and I bought it and it was maybe more of an impulse buy. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I take the opposite approach in the sense that the stuff that I buy, I go searching for, like, it's not actually, it's not the stuff that's kind of in my face, but because I have, I feel like I have so many pre-qualifiers for what I want to buy. It's easy to weed things out. Like if I'm, if I'm looking for a product, I type in like, you know, plant-based vegan, this or that, that weeds out so many things. And so when I have, okay, there's a couple options which has like less ingredients in it. I'm going to pick that one and then I'm done. So yeah. I feel like I have to seek things out because the majority of what's out there doesn't really resonate with me, you know? Okay. So yeah, it's a very different process. Um, but when I do make impulse purchases, it's usually I'm at like a cute thrift shop and I, you know, I see a couple sundresses that I definitely don't need, but I just want them. And yeah. then, and then I bring them home. Um, so the last things I maybe like regretted are just like outfits that didn't really end up fitting me the way that I wanted them to once I actually started wearing them at home. Okay. But I feel like the nice thing about that is that it's usually like a pre-owned item that I don't feel very like guilty about having purchased and then not wanting anymore. Sure. And I either re-donate it or I gift it to one of my sisters. They usually want my, you know, the stuff that I don't want anymore. So that's kind of just honestly where I'm at with that. What about you, Kels? Yeah. I think you're such an inspiration for people. Like even if people are not trying to get off social media, I think the way you do purchase things that you do a lot of thrifting, um, you are at least an inspiration to me. I, I really try to be That's more mindful. That's true. <laughs> I try to be more mindful about what I need and, and what I already have. So I think you and I are coming into this episode on the two polar opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of the amount of ads we see. So you're you're not on social media. I not only am on all the social media platforms, but my go-to sort of like uh, mindless activity or thing that like a guilty pleasure thing that I just have on, I always just have YouTube beauty videos playing in the background, um, like when I'm getting ready or whatever. So I kind of have my finger on the pulse all the time of what are the newest products coming out, at least in terms of, I think, the beauty space, makeup okay. products, skincare, hair care, because the people I'm watching all the time, they're on the forefront of like, they know the things that are coming out. So I get tested on a, on an hourly basis, I would say, of like, ooh, that looks, that looks like a nice product. And everybody's saying, oh my God, this, this is now the best mascara. The best. Yeah. This is now the best dry shampoo. But what I've started to notice is like, I try to give things, I very rarely now will go out and buy something the second people are raving about it. I try to give it maybe a month because with makeup, at least companies are pumping out so much product so quickly 
that what one thing, like if people are saying, oh, this is the best mascara, it's happened so many times where just a month later, a different company comes out with a mascara and then all the shift, I'm sorry, all the focus shifts to that product of like, now this is the best one. And I'm like, cool. So I say I didn't go buy the thing that now has apparently been topped. But it's like, yeah, you have to really hone those those um, decision making skills of like, I can't fall for every single one of these things. Otherwise, I'm going to have a makeup collection for 50 people. It's just like not practical. So uh, and I think TikTok has also become a very, very accessible place to like people just throw links right in their comments. So there are a lot of videos I see that are like my 10 favorite Amazon purchases, right? And they all look really cool, like really cool, fun products that seem like they would enrich your life. But it's like, do you need them? I often don't need them. So a trick I've been doing, especially on Amazon, I think Amazon, at least for me, has become a space where it's, it's just like one click. It's so easy to start yeah. way overspending on there, buying shit that like, like where you start to get packages from, from Amazon and you're like, I don't even know what this is. Like you don't even remember what you bought until you opened it. That's, right. I've, I've been in that place a lot of times and I'm like, well, I maybe need to slow my roll a little bit. But what I've started to like to do is I will just put things in my Amazon cart and I'll leave them or on my wish list and then I'll kind of like go back to them. I've been really happy. There have been so many times where I end up just taking something out of the cart a month later or like off the favorites list. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, you know what? Now that I let that urge to spend kind of die off, I don't actually need that thing. And I'm so glad I didn't buy it. Right. Right. So let me ask you this then. If you, let's say when you were in the phase of like buying the hottest new thing, mm-hmm. when you would get it, would you be like, oh, this really was the hottest new thing. Super stoked I did that. Or I'm like, or were you like, this is very similar to the other mascara I have. I probably shouldn't have done it. Which one did you feel more often? Ooh, um, probably the latter, to be honest. There, I will say there have been a handful of times where I'm like, I do not regret this purchase at all. This is such a great product. I really love it. And then there have been so many other times where it's like, I think I'm just feeling a little bored. I'm looking to feel that rush of getting a shiny new thing. And then yeah. it's like, it just collects dust. It, it isn't that great of a product or it's not something that I personally will use that much. I don't know if you feel this way, but my, my clothing style has changed a lot in the last few years. My makeup style has changed a lot in the last few years. So I had kind of stocked up on certain products where it's like, that's not me anymore. I don't wear, you know, glitter eyeliner all the time anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. or there's yeah. no need for me to buy. And I think we'll talk about this as well as we go through this episode. But I think a lot of our purchases come from that fantasy self headspace right. where we're like, right. oh, for at least for me, I'm like, oh, those fake eyelashes are so pretty. And it's like, you wear fake eyelashes maybe twice a year. Like, you don't need six pairs of fake eyelashes or like, Ooh, those shoes, those shoes are so fucking fabulous. But it's like, you can't walk in those. They're going to hurt your feet. When are you really going to wear those? Like, I think a lot of us get excited when we're out and we see something that feels fun. 
But in reality, it's like, is that money that you're spending worth it for this thing that you might wear once? Like, sometimes it is. I think sometimes we need special occasion things and that's why it's special because you don't wear it every day. But I think uh, I have noticed that I have purchased a lot of things that are in that fantasy self category when I really am only my fantasy self, maybe like once or twice a year if I go on a tropical vacation and then it's like, okay, this is, this makes sense to wear this jumpsuit or whatever the fuck I bought. But like, I'm not wearing it on a Tuesday while I'm cooking, you know, chicken and rice. So like, it's just not. Right. (laughs) Right. Pull it out for the special, get get the glitter jumpsuit. Go to Hawaii, baby. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like my personality has kind of been on my side in this aspect because I am very overwhelmed by too many things and too many options. So oh. if I was like on something like TikTok and I see somebody plugging something or plugging multiple products, I'm not drawn in by that. I'm like turned off, not by the person or anything, but I'm turned off by just decision fatigue. Like I don't, I, I have one mascara. I don't need any more of this. I'll, I'll look into a mascara when I actually need one. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm just naturally, um, I, I like uh, having too many things, too many options does not appeal to me. The opposite is more fun. Like if I saw an ad for like, Hey, join my free webinar where I'm going to teach you how to get rid of most of your shit and, (laughs) and live in this way. Like, let me, okay, I'm clicking this. Like maybe that is more my, my thing where let me show you how you can survive off of 12 clothing items for two <laughs> years. I'm like, ooh, let me see this. What is this capsule wardrobe, right? That right. might be something that excites me where the the latest product that I already have does not, it actually overwhelms me. Like, I don't want to learn about a new thing that oh. I don't need to learn about. Okay. And so I think that maybe is, is, is helped you know, like my personality has kind of been on my side in that, in that aspect of like overspending or, or being influenced and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, cause also isn't like de-influencing also just influencing, but in a different direction too, right? Like are, are some people using this to say like, Hey, these products sucked dick, but if you go over here, this product is way better. Oh. Aren't they also influencing and using this as leverage to like plug other products or they saying don't buy any of this right now the videos i've seen are people saying you don't need to buy any of this although i mean i'm like there i think there are instances where people are like you don't need to go like the dyson hair wrap for instance that's a very popular tool that is extremely expensive right i think it's like six hundred five hundred dollars it's something crazy for a hair for a hair because it's dyson no, a Dyson, like, so, like, the vacuum brand. But oh, so you said a hair wrap. Oh, um, I'm sorry. So it, it wraps your hair around it like a curling iron, but it uses air. Oh. It sucks your hair. Like, like a towel with, like, Velcro on it. After you get oh. out of the shower, you got wet hair. You got a Dyson hair wrap. I'm sorry. That was confusing. It's It uses this crazy air technology to suck your hair and wraps it around a, a rod, like a curling okay. iron. Anyway, okay. it's it's crazy. And, but some okay. people swear by it. Some people say it's absolutely worth the money. And then there are a lot of people who are like, hey, I'm de-influencing you. To You don't need to buy that. I bought okay. this from Target for this amount of money, and it's an exact dupe. So 
There okay. are, I think that the movement that we've seen online in the last few months of people doing de-influencing is different than people making what a lot of people call dupe videos where they go, this is a high-end product. This is the drugstore uh, dupe version of it. That's a fraction of the cost. But de-influencing, okay. which I think is like you and I want to go through a list of products today of things that we've purchased and then been like, ah, if I could go back in time, I would not buy this again. I think we're not trying to say necessarily, oh, I think this other thing is better. I think we're just saying these are things we bought that we didn't need. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. But we can do either. I'm, I'm yeah. open to either. I, um, um, I honestly do not have a list of products, but I have a list of thoughts about oh, great. influencing in general and just, I don't know, just things that I jotted down, documentaries that I have found very helpful and stuff like okay. that. Um. But I think it's just also, I feel like this is important to talk about, about, about like why this concept of influencing can be so complicated because um, there's money behind everything, right? right? Like reviews can be purchased. Amazon reviews can be purchased. They can be fake, right? Like um, I actually, I knew somebody at a point in their life where they were working for a company where their whole job was to pay people to leave reviews for products they did not buy. It was an in-between job not something they were passionate wow. about. That was the whole job. Like that, that's somebody's full-time job right now as we speak wow. is reaching out to people saying, here's money, go purchase air quotes, this thing and leave a review, uh, purchase this thing that you're not actually going to get and use. Right? right. So we have to like be aware about that stuff. I think obviously people get paid to plug things and, and all of that. Um, but I don't know. It's just really my wet dream. If uh, <laughs> like, if somebody could, if somebody could like create an app or a space somewhere online or whatever, where you could not see reviews, you could not see likes or followers, or literally you can't see view counts on videos. You just see the content. You just see the message. You just mm. see the thing. And you are forced to decide, do I like this? Or do uh, I not like this? And that's yeah. it. You are not, you, you cannot see how many other people have a thumbs up or thumbs down about it. Like that would be it. Yeah. Um, because I, when I was on social media, I would notice stuff like that where I'm like, oh, I, I caught myself. I realized I'm liking this because there's a million likes like that, that, that do I like this actually more than the thing that has two likes? Actually, when I look at it, no, I'm actually finding more value in the thing that has two likes, but you can catch yourself in just the, what the majority are doing. And so I just think that would be incredible. Like, you know how like Netflix probably, I don't think they share like what um how many views a certain show got right. or right like you just have to go and say like do i like this thing right netflix like, will do like the top 10 things that are oh, being right. watched okay. right then which is i think a little uh, kind of their version of doing that or they'll you know they'll feature things that i think are doing well yeah yeah you're right yes. you're right so it's like i i think that would be such an incredible experience for the person ingesting like consuming the content but also the content creator because then you see what's actually working for me in different areas of my life. Like what's actually leading people to um, inquire about my business or what actually mm -hmm. led to this, this nice message I got. Because I know just from working with so many entrepreneurs, when likes and followers and messages come in, they think like, oh my God, my business is doing so well. But I'm like, that, that, that is very different than revenue coming in the door. I just, if somebody could create a platform like that, I think that would be a fascinating experiment, just social experiment in general. Yes. You know, so, I agree. Anyway, 
that's just some thoughts I have about like, yeah, we just all have to be really mindful about, about what we're consuming and why, and what we're buying and why. And I think, um, for me going inward about like, okay, what are the val what are my values here? Yeah. And then it just becomes so much easier because so much stuff is weeded out for you. Yes. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I think like you said to understanding what, um, what are your priorities? Because there are some of us who like that is truly where people get joy is like from buying certain products that really yeah. actually does spark joy for them. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I just think a lot of us right. do a lot of impulse purchases that are not for the right reasons. And then we end up regretting them and wishing that if we had a time machine, we could go back and use that money in a different way. Yes. So, um, I have a list of some things that I tend to get suckered into buying that I often regret. Yeah. So, um, I, I think, and this is funny because this is, you know, we are a self-help podcast. I think self-help books, I have so many self-help yeah. books that I impulse purchase that I have not read and that I don't think I will ever read. Mm, oh yeah, that's such a good one. That's such because okay, let's be real here. Uh, everybody's saying the same shit; they're saying it differently. That's right. that really. Everybody's saying the same shit; they're just saying it in their personal perspective, tone of voice, their own framework. But everything's been said. It's just like who are you going to resonate with the most? But yeah, right. I totally agree. That's one where you can like just keep buying stuff and be like, wait a minute, what book said this and what did this and. <laughs> well, yeah, and to me it makes so much sense and why that. Yeah, I think it's a common pitfall for I mean way more people than just me, but I know where it comes from for me is like if you're walking through Barnes and Noble or if you're scrolling on Amazon and you see a title that speaks to something that you are struggling with in that moment, it's so mm -hmm. it, that's such an emotional purchase. It's like, right. ooh, yeah, like the perfectionism cure. Yeah, I really, I could, I, I could really get some help with that. And you buy it in this headspace of that you're like motivated in that moment to fix it. But right. yeah, that's one of those ones that has, and again, it's ironic because we're a self-help podcast and we, our earliest episodes were us talking about our favorite self-help books. And yeah. like my, I mean, my favorite book hands down is The Artist's Way, which is technically a self-help book. It's a creative yeah. recovery course, but I like I'm on a kind of a no buy list for myself of like no like no more self-help books until you finish the ones you have because clearly like you're not actually interested in the ones you've purchased right yeah like not even not even reading them is very interesting yeah like, yeah like having a rule of like okay I have to actually finish one that's in my library or something before right. all of them, before purchasing the next right. one or whatever. I had the most recent one I purchased was because one of my friends was going through something and she was like, you have to buy this book. I am obsessed with it. I'm like halfway through. I love it. You have to buy it. And she was a great, I mean, it's not like she was making commission or anything because she just was very passionate about this book in the moment. So I was like, all right, yeah. Fine. yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. You sound so hyped up on this book. Sure. I'll give it a try. And yeah. it has sat and collected dust for like truly almost a year because I didn't like I didn't really have a reason to buy that book. If it was sitting on a shelf, 
I wasn't going to buy it, but a friend just was excited about it. And so anyway, I think like taking a pause, that's probably one of my biggest pieces of advice that I try to tell myself and that I want to try and impart on this episode is like pausing, like letting that adrenaline rush subside right? before you actually click purchase. Because once you buy something, you buy it. I mean, you can sell it, but I think a lot of us don't Mm -hmm. sell the things we don't use. We just end up holding on to them forever, donating them. Um, Right. So self-help books, um, I'm not doing that. That's a good one. Not doing that. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I have tried to really, really cut back on any sort of online clothing shopping Mm. because I you can't try it on until you get it and I know for me that physically returning something like making that trip to the post office or FedEx is not something I like to have on my to-do list it really drains me you and I talked about this with was it an ADHD episode or was it oh probably yeah just like uh running errands and stuff in general what drains? Oh. I think it was our what drains us versus what fuels oh, us. Oh yes, episode, maybe. Yes, I hate I hate having a post office errand on my to do list, right. and so I I really have tried to hold back on online clothing purchases because it's a pretty low success rate for me of when I buy something online and it actually fits and I actually really love it. I'm more often than not, I'm like. Ugh. If I was where, if I tried this on in the dressing room in the store, I would not be walking out of the store with it. Right. But now I have it. And now do I want to deal with returning it? Or, you know, there've been a few times where I've just eaten the money, which is, that's not smart. It's not a good way to live, but I just didn't, or like the time frame passed to return it. That's happened sometimes. And eh, well, it's gotta be tough for you too, Kels, because like you're on the road so much. So it's like, when are you going to find the time to go for hours to all these different stores in person, try on clothing, do this. It's like, it's easy to buy online and you Mm -hmm. just hope you're getting the right size for you and you hope it fits and all that. But it's like, yeah, I mean, convenience is a huge driver for why people purchase things. And like, yeah, Yeah. it makes sense that, you know, you want to take that route. But you know what? I don't need any fucking clothes. What am I doing? <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you're what? so yeah, right. Sure it's like, <laughs> you're so right. It's like, yeah, I don't have a bunch of time to just like go to the mall all the time, but I, I don't need anything. I've, I've always, I've got plenty of clothes, but it's just like, we like new things, right? We like shiny, yeah. shiny new things. So yeah, I've tried to cut back on that. I think one of the biggest pitfalls for purchasing that is a regret for people are exercise equipment. Oh, that is, is such a good equipment. one. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
that's kind of the same psychology, I think, behind self-help books is you get into this, you get into like a January 1st, New Year's resolution, yeah, hyped up state of like, new year, new me, buying the self-help book, buying this Peloton, buying this yoga Mm. mat, whatever. And some of the things I've purchased, I have used, some of them have collected dust. And I do think it's one of those things, especially yeah. with exercise equipment, because that's like, those can be expensive. I think you need to ask yourself, honestly, how much usage do you think this will get in the next year? How much usage do you think it will get in the next mm-hmm. five years? Like, is this, is this worth it? Do you think that the cost would be less to get a gym membership instead? Like, what, what do you need? But right. I think people, ooh, We've all been to a house that has some dusty treadmills mm-hmm. that have become like where people hang their their yeah the hang coat only rack. clothes yeah. yeah 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 it's like that's an expensive coat rack that's an expensive <laughs> coat rack man it's just <laughs> have you been to the thrift store because they got some great coat racks there yeah. that you can get for ten bucks yeah. yeah no that's such a good one it's such a good one and and maybe even thinking like like you said cal's like a gym membership or something it's like if you go to the gym and you like you fall in love with one of the machines or maybe there's a gym that has access to pelotons and you can see like do i really like this thing am i using it every day could mm-hmm. i stay consistent with it but oh that's that's a that's a tough one that's why mm-hmm. i just like keep it uh, get a couple weights and a, and a mat or a towel mm-hmm. and you're good to go because you, yeah. really you just need your body to exercise. Yeah, I have found that too, that that's the thing that I haven't regretted purchasing as a yoga mat and dumbbells. I, I use those frequently. Right. And I almost I almost just did a, a, like a fitness program purchase, like an online app, oh. follow along with an instructor sort of a thing. And um, do you know Whitney Simmons? Have you heard of her? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Follow her on TikTok. Any relationship to Richard Simmons? No. daughter. Not as far as I know, but I really love Whitney Simmons. I love her TikTok videos. She's so funny. I, I just love following her stuff. And you know what? I, I don't think it's money I would regret spending on her program because I would like to support her as well. But I also was like, you know, are you really, I had to have that honest conversation. Like, are you really going to use this? Or do you think you would rather just like do your own little routine that you've been doing in the gym? And, and I stopped and, and maybe I will actually buy it in the next month, but I'm kind of making myself pause for right now and, and make sure I really think I would use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think... Another category that people do a lot of impulse purchases with are kitchen gadgets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, my God. I had like a, oh, what did I have? Like a donut maker at one time. Things oh. that I just never actually use. And I also don't cook. I don't like cooking. So I had all kinds of different appliances. The Yeah, all the like pastry makers and the things that you can roll up fucking zucchini noodles with and shit. Dude. No, don't use any of that. Yeah. Kitchen gadgets and exercise <laughs> yeah. equipment, both of them are expensive and they take up so much space. That's the thing I don't like about kitchen equipment. Right. It's like each individual thing, they, they always just are taking up so much room. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's something with, with Chad and I living together. I think he, 
Although I think he like actually does use these things I'm finding. I'm like, okay, this makes sense for you to purchase these things. But for me, it's like, I don't need a puree wand. I don't need these certain things. I have found myself, like if I've gotten into those moods where I'm like, ooh, I'm going to learn how to make like real nice cocktails. So I need to buy a a juicer and this and this and I buy those things and then they fucking collect us because – you know what? My little trashy heart from Spokane, if I want lemon juice in my, <laughs> I just am going to cut it and squeeze it with my hand. I don't even, yeah. I don't like the extra having to do another dish. I just will, right. I'm just so lazy about it. Or buy the pre-squeezed lemon juice from the Oh stuff. God, I'm not that <laughs> trash. I can't be that trash. That's, <laughs> there's just so yeah, much unnecessary like- shit in there. It's like, yeah, you get this idea and then you realize, oh, 10 different purchases go along with this idea. Maybe I should test the idea before I buy yes. all that shit. Maybe I should test it with what I have to make sure, oh, would I actually, do I actually do this frequently enough yes. to justify having all this shit in my home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I think can go in that fantasy self category yeah. too, where when you're buying clothes, you're like, oh my gosh, this would be so fun when I'm in Vegas. It's like, when I buy those sort of cocktail things, it's like, how often are you throwing cocktail parties? Fucking right. never is the answer. You're <laughs> never, you never have people over to like host and make fancy cocktails. That's just like, I don't, I mean, we just don't do that. I mean, right. I would like to, that, again, that fantasy self, I would like to, that sounds like fun. But the reality is yeah. that those things probably are not worth the money for something that we would do a few times a year. I don't know. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And then my last, my last big one is uh, pet products. I think if you own really? a pet, yeah. Well, I think if you own a pet, you get into this headspace, and maybe um, parents feel this way too, where it's like you see little thing, like little fun things for your kids. And you're like, oh, that'd be. Yeah. I bet my kid would like this. Oh, this is cute. This is a cute piece of clothing for my child or a cute toy. For right. my cats, if I'm in. Petco or wherever, and I see a fun-looking toy. I see if something that looks like a comfy cat bed or a cat tree. I can't tell you the amount of money I have wasted in these cats' lives on shit they don't care about, they don't use. They just want to be like on the couch or on the chair. They don't want the fancy thing. I don't. It's just yeah. And a little, I will say, a little disclaimer. Because I don't think I mentioned this yet. So I bought a litter robot, which you know. I know I've talked about that. That was a splurge. That was a treat myself. I bought a litter robot. It's a fucking expensive thing. It's a a litter box that scoops itself. But it's it's had all these glitches. And I, I have been finally in contact with customer service. And they're saying they might need to send me a new part of it or whatever. And I don't want to, this isn't me trying to de-influence this particular product because I know people who have it who just swear by it. That's why I bought it. I did get influenced into buying it. I just have not had the most positive experience so far. I will say that there are some, I think, on Amazon that are cheaper that people are also happy with. So if you're thinking of buying a self-scooping litter box, I'm just here to say I, I got like the nicest version and I'm not, I don't think you necessarily have to get the nicest version. 
Yeah. Oh, that's one of my, probably one of my pet peeves, pun intended. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you like buy something that is supposed to make things more simple for you and it just overcomplicates shit. Like this happens to a lot, like, you know, a lot of people who run businesses will try to get like the latest and greatest program, you know, yeah. the, the, for managing their client roster or whatever. And there's so many different steps involved that they could have just they could have just kept the thing that they were doing and it was easier and faster. Right. It's like, or like, you know, the, the latest scheduling app, it's like, okay, here, here's my link to schedule stuff. But then you have to go back and forth via email, correcting something anyway, when you could have just emailed them the time. Right. Like that is 100%. one of my pet peeves where so many like things, as far as like modern technology, uh, it's, it's meant to simplify, but it actually just makes things take longer. And that really pisses me off. So yeah, I, I, um, I identify with that in just different ways of, of things that I've tried and whether it's my business or other stuff like that. Absolutely. And I did just think of one more thing I wanted to say too. This is something I've started to tell myself before I go into target in particular, I think target (laughs) has the ability to possess your mind. It's the fuck. Yeah. Like a demon. Uh huh. This is not a new, this is not a new concept. People have talked for a long time about, you go into Target for one thing, you leave $300 later. But yes. I, I mean, it blows my mind every time how quickly I just lose sight of what I'm supposed to be doing there. The home decor area of Target, fuck you, Chip and Joanne. Why are you yeah, doing this know, to me? Why is everything perfect and beautiful and things that I absolutely think I need uh, in my home? I lost my mind a few months ago. I posted on Instagram, but like they had released fall candles in Target the day I went and I bought like 13 candles because I just <laughs> loved, I couldn't pick. I loved the smell of all of them. And then I ended up having to give them to friends because I moved. And of course, you don't, I mean, I'm not burning, it's not a seance. I'm not burning candles for like in every room for 12 hours a day. It's just, just take a breath. This is more right. of me talking to myself, but I feel like other people feel this way too. Just take a breath before you go into Target. Gather right. yourself. Think about the icky feeling when you do check out and the cashier tells you the total and it's way more than you intended. I hate that feeling so much. I always am mad at myself. So right. avoid that feeling. Don't get 13 candles. Right. You don't practice witchcraft. You don't need 17 don't, candles in the living room. We can just do one at a time. Uh, get one your favorite scent. Yeah. <laughs> and, just let, and use it. And then it's like, hey, maybe have one backup candle in the cupboard or go yeah. and treat yourself to a little trip to Target and get the replacement candle. How fun. Yeah. How fun I, is this? <laughs> I, caught, I, tr- I caused true stress for myself trying to go through these candles before I moved. <laughs> I was oh, like, God. gotta burn them, gotta burn. I'm like, what am I, what are you doing? This is the opposite of why you get a candle. You get a candle for relaxation. So funny. Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, fortune candles in your <laughs> I made myself <laughs> feel I made myself feel sick at one point because I had like three burning at one time. And I was in my little one bedroom apartment at the time, and it was like way too much <laughs> synthetic fragrance. And I had like a headache. I felt I'm like my eyes looked puffy I was like this isn't this oh isn't right gosh. it was yeah. too much it was too much just like take it easy take yeah. a breath take yeah a beat. I, I I feel you I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting but skims has changed that you know I love skims underwear so I finally tried their bras and skims has delivered again 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I mean, look, I've, I have, I have done so much of this same stuff like that. Um, but I feel like it's been many years now that I've just been practicing minimalism and Mm -hmm. uh, veganism and all this shit that just like, um, has simplified stuff for me. So I still like, I still buy things. I still buy things impulsively, but it just looks very different. And I like, you know, we were talking like the, the effects of it aren't, um, aren't the same anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're just living in a world where like we're getting marketed to all the time. And unfortunately, a lot of companies and brands care more about the sale than they do the delivery of the thing. Right. They more they care if you buy it versus the quality of the thing that you're actually buying, which this fucking sucks, right? Like that's really tough. Right. Um, and a lot of people are feeling this way too in in other industries where um, they feel like they buy something and they just don't get the value that they were promised. And so I've actually taken a lot of this and tried to infuse this into like my own business practices because, right. um, I don't like certain things of, of like the way that I'm, uh, that people are being marketed to a lot. So for example, like, um, you, you have to like consciously opt in to get my content. You can't just click a button and then you get a bunch of shit from me. You have to like leave this platform, go to my website, mm-hmm. put your name and email in and say, yeah, it, it takes time. You actually have, there's consent. There's a lot more consent involved. I feel like that's all done on purpose. Those people are like, why don't you just publish this and do this? And I'm like, no, this is the, uh, this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm actually trying to weed people out who don't actually want to be there. They just think they do. They right. think they impulsively think they do. And then they're like, you know what? I have 30 seconds. Mm. Actually, no. Or like, actually, yes. And then the people who say yes, it's like awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that, and the same thing with like uh, hard sales and stuff, like we do not do hard sales on purpose. Yeah. Are we potentially losing money a lot of the time? Yeah. But like, I don't care about that because I care about, the client experience and my experience with the client more than I care about the number. And so we like intentionally say, Hey, we don't accept payment for a purchase during the first consultation. You have some time to think about this and then we'll decide like that's all done on purpose because, um, of how much we're being sold to all the fucking time and how many impulse decisions we're all making myself included. And I just, as somebody who sells things, I don't want to be an impulse product for you or an impulse service purchase. I want to be something that was really thought out. Um, and I've taken that inspiration from all of this, you know, like, so it's lovely. It's the whole, if it's not a fuck, yes, it's a no. It's like, exactly. You want, yeah. And, and also to that 
we know that here on Self Helpless, we have ads on our shows where we're telling you guys, hey, like this company is sponsoring Self Helpless this week. Here's what we love about it. And we want you guys to yeah. know that the the products that we have um, as ads on the show are products that we genuinely love. Uh, Delaney, I know you had mentioned before um, yeah. that it's like a lot of these products are things that we have used for years. Yes. Yeah. And- when I was... Yeah, exactly. When I was like thinking like, how do I shop and what are my values? And I, I, when you said, Oh, like look for products that you use and stuff. I looked through all my cabinets and stuff, but I was really happy to say like, Oh, these people or these, these companies uh, sponsored self helpless at one point, And I'm still a customer of theirs for right. like many years. And, and we are very selective with those things. Um, we have criteria that, you know, our network follows based on our values, myself and Kelsey's values individually and combined that people have to meet to be on the show. So I think there's a way to like influence, but you do it with honesty and integrity because we all buy shit all the time. But it's like, if you are promoting a bunch of stuff that you don't actually agree with, that's like, that's where it comes in to be like, "Mm, that doesn't feel good. Right. And there are even... There are even times where if it's a company that does meet all of our values and, and requirements, right. so we still pass on products where we're like, eh, right. it's just not, it's just not something that we're interested in. So right. anyway, we, we just were thinking that's funny. We're doing this episode about like de-influencing <laughs> and yet we know that we have ads on self-helpless and it's, it's just yeah. a reminder to like be a conscious consumer, even with the things that we promote on the show. If it's not- it, yeah, if if a product doesn't feel like it's for you, then be a, a smart consumer about that and and don't buy that specific thing, you know? Um yes. it's just something I think it's a muscle that we're all trying to get better at exercising as we get older and realize the importance of saving and and like what you like for me, I just um I'm going to three concerts this year and they are like three of my nice all-time favorite artist I'm going to see Red Hot Chili Peppers I'm going to see Beyonce and I'm going to see John Mayer and ticket purchases are not always like the cheapest thing and so for me when I spend that money I love I feel so good about those purchases always and I think when you are tempted to buy something that you're kind of on the fence about think about what are those things in life that you really do feel 100% about buying and think about putting the money toward that Exactly. No, word from our sponsors. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but no, I totally agree, Kelsey. I think it's it's like, yes, you're saving money so you could spend it on what you actually care the most about. Mm-hmm. That might be investing in your future, concert tickets, all that stuff. So I think people get nervous with like, I don't want to, I don't want to just save everything because a lot of people associate that with like deprivation or not having yeah. any fun or not being able to enjoy themselves. And it's like, no, like pass up the stuff that you don't really give a shit about because then you can buy more of the stuff that you love the most. Yeah. And that's really how I feel too, is like, I'm, I spend money. I spend a lot of money. Um, but it's a lot of like experiences. It is like stuff that I've, I really, really want that I've thought about for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a point in time where, yeah, I'd give myself a little rule of like, if I still want this in six months, I'm going to get it for myself. Right. Like 
I thought about a new car purchase for a couple of years before I bought wow. it, you know? And yeah. it's like, it's like, I don't not buy stuff. I just, I know that that impulse is still in me and I just got to work with it. And I think, um, I am a lot more impulsive just about like creative projects and stuff, like the way that somebody might be with buying, you know, products. I'm that way with like, business ideas and project ideas and book idea like that yeah. to me I have to kind of scale back of like okay you're I literally have to allow myself one new project a year because I have too many things that I want to do and I know that I can't do all of them um, yeah. um at the same time at least so yeah. um yeah you have to just work with yourself um and I think there was a period of time now and I'm curious of your perspective on this Kels is yeah. like I used to think that I liked a lot of things and that I wanted a lot of things, but I really didn't. Like once you actually dive in and you start using stuff or you start um, figuring out what your ideal lifestyle is, it's like, no, like you don't actually maybe want a whole craft cocktail mix because you don't have dinner parties, but maybe you want like two really nice um, cocktail glasses for you and your man to enjoy yeah. and drink together at home. So it's like, you don't actually want everything when you get super honest with who you are and like what you enjoy. And for me, um, it's been very helpful to just get very clear on what I value. Like yeah. if you know, like, okay, if for me, I know that I, I prefer when things are pre-owned and, and plant-based and local, it's like, okay, I know I'm going to go walk to the thrift shop. I'm going to walk to the farmer's market um, you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. weeds a lot of things out. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because I'm, I'm going to go do the stuff that it really, I love, you know, the yeah. most and get the things that I love the most. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, oh. I do have some Netflix documentaries that have helped sure. with my shit. Uh, anyway. Um, so Remember, I think we actually did. Didn't we do stink? Didn't we do a yes. review of stink on Helpless, right? Speaking of Such candles, making <laughs> me, I, I knew, and I knew when I watched that, there was a period of time after where I was like, fuck, I can't do that. But like, that's my, that's my guilty pleasure is like, I know that the, me breathing that in is not the best for me, but God, I love a candle. I just yeah. Candle. Well, maybe you just find a, alternative like you, you still get a candle but like without more, some of those chemicals yeah, yeah a more, a more i don't know what that one. would be yeah a more natural one but yeah stink is great for like personal care product stuff that was super helpful um there's a i think it's called fake famous i think these are all on netflix mm -hmm. where it talks about uh how like it was an experiment for how they could like blow these influencers up who are you know they just took people and just did fake shit to blow up their following i think that's really fascinating to watch oh. um just when it comes to influencing in general and like the things that could be behind it um the minimalists have a couple documentaries on netflix it's really helpful just being like mindful with your stuff and decluttering and all that um and then just like for me um some of the like vegan stuff would be like um earthlings and dominion cowspiracy game changers there's so many different things there if you're like interested in what options are great for the environment or human health or whatever um but yeah i feel like once you get clear on that stuff you don't have as much decision fatigue mm -hmm. with with uh product purchases you know yeah absolutely oh well what an up. We uh, we meant to do our quotable at the beginning, but we're going to do it now. And then you said yes. that you've got some too, Del, right? I do. I have a few. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So 
Um, this quotable is from Jessica. Well, it's it's by Jessica Heesh. Uh, I think that's how you say it. And it was submitted by our helpster, Kelly. So the work you do while you procrastinate is probably the work you should be doing for the rest of your life. Whew. That is a fucking great quote. <laughs> what a great quote, man. That yeah. is good. That yeah. is, I've never heard that one before. Kelly, you, you Jessica and Kelly crushed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you guys want to submit um, a good. quotable, help us pick topics for the show, listen to 60 bonus episodes, you can do so at patreon.com slash selfhelpless and become a patron and uh, and be a part of that community. It's so fun. I love it. I feel like it's also like asking yourself, why are you procrastinating? Cause sometimes like you just really care about the thing that you're doing and you're afraid of criticism and it's yeah. like, you know, or, you know, you just fucking hate that shit. Cause I'm like, yeah. I just like do a lot of cleaning when I procrastinate. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to be a professional or- organizer? Maybe that'll be my next business. Yeah. Um, so here's just a quotable buffet of just about influencing and general and like leadership and stuff I thought were cool um this is not attributed to anybody but if you are thinking like everyone else then you are not thinking oh Oh, god that really just fucking yeah man that's a really good one I'm almost happy that we did these at the end because I think that they're maybe more impactful no yeah they're good and I also but it's also like it's not that you should just go against your grain just to do it. I mean, sometimes like the way that the majority are thinking, like is thinking does work for you and you do. Right. But I just, I love that. I'm like, oh yeah. Um, yeah. This is from uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg says, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. I think that's a great influential quote. Fuck right? yeah. Such a good one. Uh, Jane Goodall for this next one. What you do makes a difference and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. Cause okay. I think you really, you can say like, okay, yeah. Plug in a product on a, something is such a simple thing, but like that's influencing somebody somewhere mm-hmm. in some way. Right. Yeah. Um, we never know which lives we influence or when or why Stephen King and uh, to find yourself, think for yourself. Socrates. Oh, lots of these, man. Such a good one. And the last one is a Thoreau quote. It says, think for yourself or others will think for you without thinking of you. That's a great one, too. Quotable buffet, baby. I love it. I love it. Um, We also have an iTunes review of the episode before we get into our segments. Um, So it says, kind of addicting. I love it. I didn't know about the show until I heard you until I heard about you on Elise Myers podcast. So glad I have more funny women in my rotation. I have loved the vibe and info and can't wait to work through these episodes. A plus. Oh, <laughs> thank you, That's man. Awesome. We got so very excited nice. to uh, to hear that you heard about us on Elise Myers podcast. Massive yeah. fan oh. of Elise's. Yeah. Goddamn. She is so funny and so she's funny. one of those people I think like everybody wants to be her friend in real life. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. She's so cool. Um, okay. So a couple good shits for yes. me. One, I did the Tonight Show again. Yes. And it was uh, so exciting. Such a great experience. I felt very fortunate to get to go back on as my special was coming out to promote it. And it was just like, it was really nice to get to do it again after I had been through it all five years ago, you know, like, uh, just having 
that muscle memory a little bit more of like, this is how you walk out. Like, this is what the room looks like practicing the set leading up to it. And it was, it was really special. I got to meet Macklemore who I think I talked about on the episode where I was saying I was about to do the tonight show. Maybe I didn't, but uh, Macklemore is like, I'm such a huge fan of his, uh, he's from Seattle. I'm from Spokane. I lived in Seattle when his album, The Heist came out and it was just like a very big, uh, like a big feels album for me. I, I loved it so much. And I remember feeling like it was so cool that he made it big and was also from Washington. Oh, and I would, cool. I would listen to that album on the bus in Seattle on the way to work to my day job that I was just like dying to be able to quit dying to be able to do comedy full time. And I would listen to his album and just think about how cool it was that he felt like one of us, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and, that's so cool. Yeah. And so it was like really neat to meet him and do the tonight show with him. Like what a, it just was like a very cool full circle moment for me to be like, Oh wow. We, yeah, we like, we don't have to work at that day job anymore. And now we get to do the tonight show. <laughs> <laughs> with with Macklemore, it's pretty cool. So that That's was like awesome. a big try to like give myself a hug moment of like this is great, this is awesome, enjoy this moment. And Chad flew out for it. My uh, my opener Tommy, who has also been on the podcast now, he flew out for it, and the three of us went out and did like drunken mini golf afterward. There's a <laughs> Like an adults only mini golf place in Manhattan. That's like a Ooh, super that's incredible dude. It's been on my like date list, top of my date list for a long time. Like it's it's just the coolest. If you're in it's called Swingers. It's in New York. Oh, if incredible. Great. Name. There for a trip. Yeah. If you're there for a trip, if you live there, it's in Manhattan and like just we had such a blast so got just drank way too much which you know that's fine <laughs> I was like very ready very ready to celebrate and and yeah and then the other good shit I wanted to say was that um some of my road dates lately my, my tour dates we've just had some really amazing helpsters come out to these shows and come up to me in the merch line afterward and talk about how much this podcast has positively impact their lives and I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart that means so much to us like we really really love hearing that it has made a positive impact on you and then um in that same vein our amazing producer has forwarded me so many emails from you guys about the dementia episode where I opened up about my mom having dementia she's forwarded me emails of you guys going through similar situations and man uh, I, I read a lot of them with tears in my eyes, just feeling so much less alone. Uh, also just feeling so like heartbroken for others who are going through this as well. And if you were somebody who is going through it and you took the time to send an email, thank you so much. It, I, I can't put into words how much it means to me. Um, I do have a couple mom updates, but I think I'll save that for another episode cause this is getting kind of long, but, um, Anyway, yeah, a lot of a lot of positive things. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so so nice. Um I, my good shit would just be that Cam and I are uh really crushing the weekly date night situation. We wow. were like in a fog for so long cuz Goose was a puppy, like he was so small we couldn't leave him by himself at home, so we just like yeah. didn't really go out for a year. 
Um, yeah, like we, we did little things here and there, but we'd have to get a puppy sitter and we'd have to plan it. It was like just exhausting. So the fact that we can like leave the dogs home by themselves, we have been taking full advantage and my, it just feels great to be like re-entering the world. And we are, I mean, we went to a burlesque show last night. We're going out to nice dinners. We're doing like all kinds of cool shit. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just so happy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm like, Oh yeah. You don't realize like how much you miss doing stuff until you kind of come out of that uh, phase. If you've had to like, you know, be at home and, and for a while and, uh, God, just been loving that. One of our new favorite things to do on the weekends is to walk around our neighborhood and check out open houses and get whatever free coffee they're serving. (laughs) Because, hey, if you go to a neighborhood that has some like, you know, nice property people are selling, they got like, like professional, like pop-up coffee carts and stuff and like food and things. And I'm like, I think this is just like our new thing. Let's just walk around, pretend we're going to buy a house, grab a nice little coffee and go, go about our walk. Oh my God. That's, I love our, it. that's our new thing. Um, really quite enjoying that. So, Hey, hot tip. If you want some free coffee, go to your local, you know, neighborhood. And uh, that's not a house. terrible idea. No. And they got some granola bars and stuff. I mean, I had a whole, I had a whole snack purse uh, ready to go. So it was fun. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you guys are really doing life right. Oh gosh, it was good. Yeah, Cam and I went to a burlesque show. Wait, what day is it? Oh God, I don't even know. Is it today? Thursday? Is right today now? is Thursday? Oh, we went to a burlesque show on a Tuesday night. Who am I, dude? That's so cool. A Tuesday night, like yeah, that's just not what I usually do, and it was a fucking blast. So yeah, I love uh, it. You know, if you if you need to do a date night, I highly recommend planning it. It is a game changer. It may, it's so, so fun. Levels. Chad and I just went to um, another wild, Minnesota Wild Games, the NHL, the hockey oh, nice. yeah. team here. We just went to another one of those games on Tuesday as well. We, you and I have had some very fun Tuesdays, apparently. Oh my God, there you go. It's, there's something about doing something during the week. It's, yeah, it's very like, fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, it's that like we don't have kids feeling. It feels like you're like you're calling out sick from work or something, but you're just – you just yeah. live in it's it's nice yeah it is uh i've been really enjoying it it's good to yeah. be back outside yeah oh my god yeah dude that's a that's a long time um yes. all right well you guys we hope that this is a helpful episode and uh remember i will be in rosemont in chicago this week i will be in denver next week so many other tour dates coming up and you can go watch my Tonight Show set on YouTube. You can go watch my special The Hustler on YouTube. So many ways you can see my comedy right now, whether you're, it's in person, on tour, or on your phone or your computer. I would just love any support you can give. Yeah, it's so accessible. Go do it. So accessible. Um, yeah, and feel free to come over to DelaneyFisher.com uh, for the Minimalist Business Podcast if you're in the mental health uh, or wellness space. Uh, love to have you. And also just if you're curious about scaling a business minimally, finding your dream career, dream path, all that shit. We talk about all that over there. So we'd love to have you. Yay. All right. We love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 